0: Your glory here among us, great is our hope. Our scripture readings today take us to a mountain, the same mountain possibly where we were taken a few weeks ago when Jesus was transfigured before his disciples. But the mountain today is the mountain on which the Lord appeared to the people of Jerusalem, or the people of Judea to proclaim to them, this is the covenant I will make with you. And if you paid attention to the readings today, the first reading was very simply what we call the Ten Commandments. I'm sure when you heard them read, you said, oh, I know that, I know them from my my early catechism days. I can give you all Ten Commandments. And I'll say, great, do you live them? And I say that not to make fun of them or make fun of you, but simply that's the point that we are reminded of. We know the Ten Commandments. The point is what difference do they make in our lives? They are guides, not goals. They are meant to guide us towards a loving God not to make us complacent in ourselves. And if we jump to the gospel, we will see Jesus in a very different position than we often see him. We often think of Jesus being touching the sick and healing and drawing people to himself. Today we see him just throwing everybody out. one of the students told me one time, that's an angry Jesus, I don't like that. That's a Jesus that isn't really appealing to me. But I think we have to stop and see what was Jesus angry at? He was angry at the fact that the people had taken the sacrifices, the rituals that they had been given and made goals out of themselves, made literally Positions of authority out of these sacrifices rather than seeing the sacrifices were meant to bring them closer to God. Like the Ten Commandments, they were means to an end, not ends in themselves. And I share that with you why. Because on our Lenten journey, the church wants us to stop and look at our lives. I'm sure that you, as you sit there, you say, well, I keep all the Ten Commandments. I'll say, if you are close to God, it will tell me, yes, you keep them well. If you have come to a deeper understanding of God, yes, the Ten Commandments have served well. They got you where you were going. But you know someone who goes on a trip, gets their, shall we say, their trip plan from the, AAA or from the satellite, wherever you get it from, if you don't follow it, you don't get where you're going. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to be very much glued in on the means to get there rather than on the goal where we're going. And so as the church puts these two scenes before us today, they're saying, as you're part of your Lenten journey, take a moment and look at where you're going. Take a moment and ask yourself at this close to the midpoint of Lent, how far have you come this year? It's not to put you down, it's to move you forward. I don't know whether you've ever been around children in school. I used to love, at the beginning of the school, to talk to a young a youngster and say, what grade are you gonna be in this year? And they'd say, second. say, oh, I thought you wanted to go back to first. You did so well in it last year. Don't you wanna be there again this year with Mrs. So-and-so? And And no, I wanna go forward. I don't wanna go back through the same thing. Many times I get scared nowadays when everybody says, we wanna get back to normal. I said, why would we wanna go back? We've been a whole year on this journey now, just in this pandemic. And I hope we've gone somewhere. If you're just sitting there saying, well, we're getting vaccinations, we're getting that. No, I think we've come a long way in many other things. We've come to realize what family values are. We've come to realize what sharing is. We've come to realize how much we depend on one another. I saw a very interesting interview on a program the other night where a young family was asked are you going to do this and this when the family when the pandemic is over and the family says oh no we've come to realize how important we are to one another we've got to figure out how to figure that work that into our lives the time we've spent together the things we've done for one another have changed us If I told them that a year ago they would have said you're nuts The same as if I told you a year ago that we'd still be wearing masks a year later. My ears are all bent out of shape. But if we can begin to understand who we are, if we can begin to understand how even the, shall we say, the improbable things that have happened have been good for us, I think we should take a moment as part of our Lenten journey and say, thank you, God, for the good things that have happened in spite of myself, in spite of my misgivings. And as we reach past this midpoint of Lent, ask God, what do you have to say to me now? Don't let me be satisfied with halfway measures. Don't let me be satisfied with partial goals. Let me see where the true goal is and make positive steps towards it, even out of the, shall we say, the improvisations that we have to deal with every day. My sisters and brothers in Christ, our readings today invite us to go forward with hope and with confidence. The loving God that spoke to the people on the mountain and gave them the Ten Commandments, the loving Savior that threw the people out of the temple not to put them down, but to lead them forward, speaks to you and I in this Lenten season. May we listen to him carefully. May the lectern last half of Lent be a very positive time for all of us. Not to go back, but to go forward. Not to lament the problems we have, but to re- literally revel in the goodness of God, showing itself in all the situations of our life. That is where Lent is meant to take us. May it do so faithfully this year. In you